Hello and good afternoon. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday after Thanksgiving, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Speaking Plain English. I am your host, Roberta Johnson. And once again, we are on location. Uh, I am in beautiful, beautiful Georgia at this moment. Um, and I'm just really, really glad to be able to spend some time um, with you guys on today. It doesn't stop. So today we have a wonderful, wonderful show and we have really, really great guests. I'm going to bring them in in just a moment. There are the founders, um, uh, owners and founders of it's a wonderful organization that is up and coming. It's called Mothers United and Empowered Incorporated. And just before... Um, well, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let them give you a little bit about what their, you know, what their organization is about as a nonprofit. And I absolutely love what they're about. So before we have any, go any further, I'm going to bring in Miss Dominique Nariston and Miss Joanne Mills. How are you ladies? Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having us. It's a uh... A pleasure to be here with you. Thank awesome. you. Mm -hmm. So I'm so excited to get started. So before we go any further, I want um, both of you to go ahead and introduce yourselves and just give us a little bit about, um, you know, who you are and how you are affiliated with this organization. Um, we're going to start with you, Joanne. Hi, I am, well, Joanne Mills. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I have been working in pediatrics for the last 22 years, which has allowed me to work with children and their parents because kids don't come alone. So, <laughs> and then working in pediatrics has been such a privilege because I've been able to see um, our patients grow, you know, mm. all the different developmental stages. And it's, it's been quite a blessing. Awesome. Awesome. That's actually, I love that that's what you do because I'm telling you, there is, especially now, there are a lot of, um, of youth that really, really need, you know, licensed th therapy and counseling. Unfortunately, I mean, it's sad to say I would, you know, but it's something that is necessary. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for taking on that because it's, it's, it's like you said, you know, they do, it's, it's great to watch them grow. And if you start that young, you know, you start mm -hmm. early, then that can help them in their adulthood. So yeah. I've been uh, privileged to be part of normalizing, um, you know, therapy and mental health and, and making part of routine screening. Like I've been privileged to be part of seeing that happen in the medical practice where I'm at, where we do routine screening for anxiety and depression. And oh. so, and now it's great sometimes when I hear kids talking amongst themselves and they talk about, oh, well, I see my therapist for this. And, you know, and so it's, it's normalizing it for them. That's great. That's really good. Cause you know, for a while it's just been like, oh, you don't need anything. You're not going through anything. And but kids go through a lot now. <laughs> kids go through a whole lot so thank you for that thank you so much for joining us now Ms. Dominique I would like for you to introduce yourself okay hi I'm Dominique Neristan and I'm also a licensed clinical social worker um, I actually started my career working in child welfare when I was like 18 right mm. <laughs> and um, so I worked with families and children um, and and really, I saw the side where children were without their families. Aww. And it was really a very devastating thing for me to see. So I've always wanted to, um, you know, really do something to give back. I am in private practice, and I see a lot of um, clients who do suffer with many different um, mental illnesses. Um, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorders, with a lot, a lot of psychosocial stressors, which involve family situations mm. um, that could be dysfunctional. Um, and so I see that end of um, our work. So it's very fulfilling for me when a client really makes a lot of changes and I see myself as a partner with them and so we continue to work and thrive to enhance their personal goals to decrease their their negative life stressors 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Again, thank you <laughs> for being a part of that because now it's, it's, I don't want to say, I guess it, I can say that it is, it's um, becoming more normal to be able to say, you know, that people are willing to, you know, seek therapy because back, I know um, around when I was younger, I'm not that old, but I, that's not something that people, you know, talk much about, you know, mm -hmm. people would just sweep things under the rug and they'll be like, oh, mm -hmm. you're just sad for a moment or, you know, you'll get over it or, you know, things like that. But it's, there are, you know, certain things that are, um, you know, that tell you that, you know what, it may be deeper than just being sad or upset about, you know, so again, thank you for being able to be one of the ones to dig into that and to assist people with that. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I think that this organization that you have, Mothers um, United and Empowered Incorporated, is something that the two of you would actually like, it's it's a helpful thing, you know, and it's something that I, I would imagine that your, you know, your field of work and your line of work has inspired you to step into. So can you, you know, give us a little bit of what it was that, you know, inspired you to want to start this? And what is the mission? Okay. So really, you know, as I shared that when I was very young, I started working in child welfare and I've been in the field for 20 years. So hence my real young age when I started. <laughs> um, and I just saw a lot of um, really issues of abandonment um, with mothers and their children. And so that has always been a dream of mine to really give back to the community. Um, the mission of Mothers United and Empowered is to partner with first-time pregnant women uh, who are homeless and to help them manage their stressors of life and to help them achieve successful birth and long-term parenting. Beautiful. So we have different types of services that we'll get into a little later. Um, and so one of the, so, so my passion has always been children, mothers and children. Mm -hmm. And I met Joanne about oh, 10 or 12 years ago, maybe a little longer. Yeah. And I was, what's that? I feel like I've known you since I started working. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I know. She's, she's, you know, she's, I really respect her as a colleague. Uh, we've worked on a lot of cases together. Um, she is a wonderful friend. And in, even though we have different titles, we're partners in this endeavor. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so my reaching out to her was one of the best things I, I did for the organization because she has equal passion um, for the population that we're talking about. And that's important. That's definitely important when you partner with somebody who absolutely has the exact same passion or very similar, you know, to what it is that you're doing, you know, so that way that you guys can put your thoughts together and, um, cause you know how they say two heads are better than one, especially if they're, you know, <laughs> if they're going in the same direction, I, I like mm -hmm. to add that <laughs> two heads are better Absolutely. than one, as long as they're going in the same direction. So to see how, you know, this has come together and is coming together. Cause again, it's new about how new is, when did you start? Let me ask you that. It's, I think we, we had the conversation about, uh, it's just about one year now. Um, you know, as Dominique said, we've been colleagues and we've been friends for many years. And um, last year, right around this time, wow. or maybe in September, um, Dominique called me and said that, you know, I want to start a nonprofit. And I said, oh, my gosh, I've always wanted to start a nonprofit. Wow. And uh, and so as she told me, told me about her passions for uh, children and, and mothers, I told her that I had always dreamed of having uh, a home for young pregnant women. And, um, and that passion came out of my work. Like I've worked with a lot of 
of young pregnant women who have found themselves in situations where they've become homeless as a result of the pregnancy. And, and it just, I always wanted, like we, we both went into social work because we wanted, part of us wanted to give back to the community and we wanted, you know, to, to be there, to be a ch help bring about change. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so the idea of having a home for these young women during an extremely stressful time of their life um, and working with Dominique was like a, a dream come true that I didn't even think that I'd be thinking about for another 10 years. Wow. That's something how God just puts things and people together, not even knowing that you two both wanted to do the same thing. And yeah, just randomly out of one day. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. You know what? Let me see how what she thinks about this. Mm -hmm. And here we go. A year later, we are, mm -hmm. um, you know, putting it into full practice. And I'm, 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 I'm listen, I, I, like I keep telling you, I love it. I absolutely love mm -hmm. this because it's not something that you see very often. Mm -hmm. And I haven't, you know, necessarily spe specifically focusing on first time pregnant, you know, homeless pregnant mothers. Mm -hmm. That's something mm -hmm. that um, it's definitely in, you know, and there's a lot of need for it. So this organization, I'm sure is going to be a help to so many, to so many. So we already went into, you know, what gave you the idea. So what would you see as your overall goal for Mothers United and Empowered? Mm hmm. So the overall goal for us um, is to empower the mothers of today to be the leaders of tomorrow. Mm. We're talking about empowerment. Mothers United is an empowered organization in order to help facilitate the needs of women who are first time mothers and who are homeless to give them the tools that they need to help them to feel empowered for their individual lives. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Because I, I guarantee you it's gotta be stressful. It has to be absolutely stressful for them, especially if you're, you know, if you're pregnant and you don't, you know, you're homeless, like that combination, being pregnant <laughs> alone <laughs> can be kind of, you know, stressful. Mm -hmm. And um, especially if you don't have anybody, you know, to support you, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So to imagine what it's like to have both of those, you know, it's mm -hmm. not just, you know, you know, how am I going to feed my child? Where are we going to live? You know, it's a, it's a, it's mm -hmm. a, um, it's, it's a, it's something that, I mean, first of all, being pregnant alone, it's, it's not, I don't want to say dangerous, but stressing during pregnancy. That's what I mean. Stressing during mm -hmm. pregnancy is absolutely dangerous. So you, this organization is, you know, taking part of that, you know, that stress off of them mm -hmm. and to give them some kind of relief and some kind of, you know, clarity and surety about, okay, at least I don't have to worry about this part for the, you know, for the time being, mm -hmm. because that will help, you know, with, oh, with that, that, that stress of what am I going to do mm -hmm. that already comes with pregnancy and to be able to, you know, breathe life into, into her. That, absolutely. oh my Lord, that is beautiful. That is absolutely mm -hmm. beautiful. What mm -hmm. have you, um, have you seen so far or heard of so far that made you want to do that? Well, or like an example of some of, uh, you know, sure. not, you know, not giving away, of course, names or anything mm -hmm. like that, but. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, as I mentioned, I've worked with a lot of pregnant young ladies and I did realize very early on the ones who had support, whether it was from family or close friends, you know, those were the young ladies who managed to accomplish their goals Whereas those who didn't, it was it was such a struggle, and it was really hard to see that struggle. I was able to connect some with young women, and when they became homeless, into mother uh, mother child programs. And like I said, staying in the same place for such a long time had the privilege was that they come they came back, they came back to me and and told me what a difference that made to have that space where, you know, their most basic needs, which is shelter, you know, and food exactly. um, allowed them to then be able to complete their education, um, 
to be able to get their own apartment because that huge major psychosocial stressor was removed from the equation. Mm -hmm. And so seeing that, it really made me want to be part of a village that could provide that for other young women, the ones who don't have that family support. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Absolutely. That's, mm -hmm. that's important. And yeah, and you know, the issue of homelessness is, you know, really has expanded um, in this country, just mm -hmm. homeless in general, especially after this major pandemic that we have had, and that it's still around with us. So there was a, there were a lot of people um, who started with an apartment, with a job, who during that time lost their apartment, lost their jobs. And, and these were people who were doing okay. Now, if you take a young woman, um, as Joanne was saying, who's pregnant, who has, who doesn't have a job, you know, who could be um, a, a transitional type of homeless person, right? That it's, it is a transitional phase of homelessness is when a life stressor happens, mm. loss of a job, unemployment, mm. pregnancy, lack of support. And so we wanna catch these women while they're in that state so that they don't become chronic homeless individuals. So we wanna provide them with the myriad of services in order for them to accomplish, as Joanne was saying, the goals of motherhood the goals of an individual person, the empowerment of being self-sufficient. So we get them at the very beginning during their pregnancy to teach them different skills so that they can feel empowered. Awesome, that's, the, that's important. That's the important part. Nope, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna, then again, yes I am, yes I am. Because there are a lot of um, programs that are designed to, especially government funded, and yes, I'm gonna say that. A lot of government funded programs that are designed to keep you know people who are down, to keep them down. They'll give them, I, I kind of see it as, um, I guess we can call it a hamster wheel, where they're assisted, where it seems like they're being assisted. For, you know, and the goal there, uh, maybe where there may be a, you know, a goal of things being temporary, mm -hmm. um, it becomes to a point where the limit is so, you know, to the point where you can't get out of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, the assistance is like for, you know, they end up wanting to stay there or ending up staying there because they're not able to get out or, mm -hmm. you know, because the program isn't designed for them to get out. I love that you guys are, you know, providing other programs that will help them not just house them, you know, but give them skills mm -hmm. so that they can be self-sufficient. The goal is self-sufficiency, mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's one thing that I, I like that because it teaches, um, you know, those who may not have had hope or felt like they may not have had hope to be able to understand, you know, I can do this and I can, you know, achieve what my goals were. Cause some may feel like, well, now that, you know, I'm pregnant, and I don't have anywhere to go. Like you said, some people may have been, you know, pretty doing pretty well and, you know, in their job, in their careers and, you know, been able to take care of home. And then next thing you know, this pandemic hits and wipes everything out. Mm -hmm. And so they lose all of that. So some of this may, you know, help to bring them back to the point where they can, continue to work on their goals. Um, some may feel like, you know, as especially first time mothers where they feel like, well, I have to put my goals and I have to put my dreams and things to the side. Mm -hmm. And so something like this would assist them and letting them know, listen, you, you know, yes, you, you know, you're, you're a mother now and things are going to be different. However, you don't have to necessarily put your hopes and dreams to the side. You know, you can still work on those skills because those kids are going to grow. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. I really am. I really, I love what you, I'm telling you, I've been saying it from the beginning since I've met you both. I love what you're about all together. Oh my goodness. Okay. So next question we're going to get into are, so what are the things that um, you both may have experienced as mothers, you know, that you feel that most don't necessarily think about? Well, I mean, I think that, um, at some point in my motherhood, 
um, I became a single parent. And it, I was very fortunate to have had a village. And I know we hear this a lot, but it is worth repeating. Um, a village which consisted of um, my son's dad, uh, his grandparents, my siblings, and they were there with their arms around me Beautiful. in order to help me to grow, in order to help me succeed, thus helping my own child. And so that is my personal story. Mm. And I think that even though it is a cliche, people say it a lot, oh, it takes a village to, you know, to raise a child. And a village can be, uh, can consist of different, different situations. Right. Mothers United and Empowered will be that village for the women who come through our door. Mm. We will wrap our arms around them with the different services that we have so that they can feel confident and empowered to be the best they can be and to be a leader in their own right. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. I, that, I love how you keep emphasizing, emphasizing that word empowerment. That's because that's, listen, it takes that to be, be a mother, to be a parent. <laughs> you know, you have to be able to have a sense of empowerment as a parent alone so that you can have the you know the courage and the what's the word I'm looking for the courage and the confidence to be mm -hmm. able to raise your children yeah because it's not easy it's not, not easy you know mm -hmm. and imagine doing it you know having to do it alone but you don't love not being able not having to do it alone is the best thing honestly mm -hmm. so Mothers United and Empowered Incorporated is, like you said, I, I love that it's that you're serving as a village for those who may not have, you know, or those who do have, you know, mm -hmm. a village that it's an it's a um, it's an addition. It's an, mm -hmm. because you can never have <laughs> you can never have too much help. You know, you can never have too much help. So that's that's awesome. Um, Joanne, are you a mother? I am. I am blessed mm -hmm. to have a. Uh, two children who are young adults right now. Yes. <laughs> um, but I do, even though I believe my oldest is 23, I, I do recall during pregnancy, and that is something that I also saw as, as a social worker working in, in women's health, how, you know, everyone's been talking about postpartum depression. But I don't hear too much about antepartum depression, like while you're pregnant. And a lot of women experience that, but it's stigmatized in a way. Like, how can you be unhappy? This is the most wonderful time of your life. You're, you're bringing life into the world, mm. you know, great blessing. Mm -hmm. But that can happen. It can. And, um, you know, I'd like to be part of a culture that, that normalizes that and mm -hmm. that offers support for that. Because if you have the support and the mental health services during pregnancy, then uh, the chance of having postpartum depression is reduced. Mm -hmm. wow. and, and then, and also to just be there if there is some postpartum depression, you know, mm -hmm. if everyone... I hear a lot of people talk about postpartum depression. At the same time, I don't think, I, I think it's still stigmatized. Mm -hmm. I think- I do too. Most I women do. would not say, I, I just wanna be alone right now. Somebody mm -hmm. please take this baby, you know, for one week so that I can just sleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and even though they're, thinking it they're not going to say it because it's not mm -hmm. accepted right. it's not yeah. you know socially uh, accepted that you can just be tired and <laughs> somebody absolutely else the baby for a yeah. while absolutely mm -hmm. so, yeah. well, I, this it's interesting that you mentioned that because i that is something that i had never even really considered mm -hmm. how what is the term anti um what is what's the term of being like a depression while you're pregnant uh, antipartum 
At least I hope I'm saying it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never, I've never yeah. even, th- honestly, I've never heard of the term uh, and I've never even mm-hmm. thought of that. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's definitely a real thing because some, yeah. you know, people are, you know, they're, they're expecting, you know, everything to be, especially those who haven't had, the, you know, the opportunity, <laughs> you know, those who haven't had the opportunity to be, you know, to become pregnant um, successfully. I'll put it like that. You never know. Yeah. Um, what, you know, what they deal with and what we deal with. And there are some that are like, you know, I'm, I, sh- I feel like, and it, it does something to themselves. It's like, mm-hmm. I should, I feel like I should be happy about this. I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I should be enjoying this more and some are just not. And yeah. the thing is, it's, it makes them feel like what's wrong with me. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. why is it that I should, you know, this is something, again, this is, I'm bringing life into the world. Why am I not more happy about this? Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, people need to understand. And women that are feeling that need to understand there's nothing wrong with you. That's just something that happens at times. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're going through a rough one, you yeah. know, like yeah. myself, I actually, um, I had with my daughter, um, I had a, my oldest daughter, I had, um, what was it? Preeclampsia with her. Oh, and we have a comment here. Wow. This is actually from my mom. She says she's never heard of that, but she did experience both. See? And I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Thank you for commenting, mom. So mm-hmm. big, and it's something that actually needs to be brought out more because again, like we said, we want to be able to let people understand and let women understand you're not the only one that deals with this. And if you do, it is not like there's, it's nothing wrong with you. There's yeah. nothing wrong with you. We need to get to the root of, you know, what it's about, you know, because it may not be. Some people may think, you know, motherhood is the, you know, or pregnancy is the answer to something, you know, and that's not always the case either. So there's so many ways that, you know, your professions alone, um, along with this organization, can dive into um, like the mental health and the mental state of a mother, of a pregnant woman to help yeah. them through it. Um, so yeah. I, like you said that the, the chances of postpartum depression can be reduced and mm-hmm. believe it or not, um, like you said, Joanne, that's stigmatized as well. Postpartum depression is stigmatized as well. Like, and it's, it's sad, <laughs> honestly, it's sad, especially for those who have never gone through things. I just feel like, listen, if you haven't gone through anything, just shut up. <laughs> Honestly yeah. and truly. If you haven't gone through it, if you haven't walked two steps into somebody else's shoes, just stop. Don't say a word about yeah. it because you never know. You know, first of all, it could be your turn one day and you're not know what, you know, what if you're going to be able to deal with it. Some people are doing the absolute best that they can and mm-hmm. are trying and are making it through by a string, you know, just by a thread. And that's an accomplishment in itself. Exactly. That's an accomplishment in itself Mm -hmm. that people don't necessarily think about. So I Mm -hmm. applaud the both of you again, again for this, because again, this is something that is not talked about so much and it is stigmatized and it just needs to stop because it happens and it makes those who are dealing with it feel like they're alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it makes them feel like, you know, this is not something that, should happen mm-hmm. it does yeah. It, yeah. it just does and knowing you know that there is a way to kind of deal with it and cope with it and to um you know and to to feel I want to I don't want to say better but to um to embrace it and that's the word that's the word to feel validated so that yeah. you can, you know, continue to do what it is that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something that's probably going to shock a lot of people. I don't care. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. So, you know how you hear these stories about women who are uh, mothers who like do horrible things to their children. And, you know, some of them who throw them in the trash can, some of them who kill their children and things like that. Although, no, it's not a good thing at all. I can kind of understand, like, does anybody ever take a time and look at what it was that caused that mother to make that decision? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know what? Maybe she was just so overwhelmed and had nobody to turn to that it became an out for her and in her eyes, them. Mm-hmm. Maybe she felt unworthy, you know, to be a mother. Like, again, this is not something that is... um 
you know, I don't I say that it's a it's an excuse, but at the same time, it's something that people don't think about. Mm-hmm. Like what would cause someone to do something like that? They have to be in a really bad state. Mm-hmm. So organizations like this will, I think it'll stop a lot of that as well. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it'll, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, talking. no, no, that's, 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 uh, you're making a good point. You know, it is a very tragic situation when that happens. And, you know, I do see a lot of women um, who are depressed you know, after they have had their children and probably before. And part of the whole issue is that their families really don't understand postpartum depression, the people in their environment, their circle. And so the mother then becomes, uh, you know, feels like they're alone in this process. And and there's a lot of shame and guilt Mm -hmm. about feeling depressed about, you know, the way that they see their infant. And so they, they remain silent Mm. as opposed to really um, talk about what it is that they're feeling. And so it's a lot of psychoeducation that needs to be done. Um, First with the, the, the mother, then their, their environment, their families, their extended families, and then the community so Mm -hmm. that we can talk about it openly, you know, in this forum and in many other forums. Right, right. And that, that is, it's, ne- it's needed, it's necessary. It needs to be said and it needs to be brought out to the forefront and normalized so that they don't feel like they're alone. Because that's, that's where, you know, things get bad. When you have time, when you, when you don't get the help and you don't speak, when you're sitting there with your own thoughts mm-hmm. and where, you know, that can play in your mind and you end up going out of your mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think we've, you know, we've touched on that <laughs> a good amount, but I, it's something that needs to be talked about. It, it really does. And I'm just hoping and praying that somebody that may, you know, that is, may even be, may be feeling this way will be able to see this and understand like, you know what, I felt that way. I didn't realize that there were others. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's understood. It is mm-hmm. understood and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it alone. So we're going to go on to the next question is, um, which is, as we understand that Mothers United and Empowered Incorporated is a new organization, what do you feel would be the next milestone that you would like to accomplish? Okay. So we, as Joanne indicated, we've been working on this uh, organization for about a year. And so we have achieved quite a bit, but we have a long way to go. Mm. Um, so in terms of what we've accomplished, you know, we have all the legal things um, uh, established. We are a 501c3 uh, yes. organization. <laughs> um, and so right now, what we would like to focus on is getting money and then finding our location. So that would be like the next step for us. Getting the funding and finding the location. Do you? Oh, and by the way, uh, from what I understand, you're looking for Westchester County, New York, correct? Yes, we are. So, mm-hmm. anybody who may have um, a business or has any, let's see, affiliation or connections, or have uh, a house they want to donate, <laughs> or have a house they would like to donate. There we go. Listen, we think big here. <laughs> Absolutely. We're believing big. big. Those who want, you know, to donate products or who need a tax write-off and just want to, you know, donate funding. Mm -hmm. We're we're they're looking for that. And as you can all, as you all can see and hear, it's a very worthy cause. It's a very, very worthy cause. And who doesn't want to, you know, get started on the groundwork of that to be able to say that we, you know, we're a part of this when it expands. Because Mm Let me well. Let me ask this: Are you looking to kind of expand into different locations, if possible? Well, you know, Joanne and I haven't um, discussed it, but you know, we're open. We want to try this particular location and site first. Okay. And when we see, you know, when we have mastered this, um, you know, I'm not going to speak for her, and she can. <laughs> Yeah, you know, talk for herself. 
But it is a worthy cause, Roberta, as you're indicating. And thank you for really shedding some light on this organization. As you can see, we are both very compassionate about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And who knows where this is going to lead. I I honestly would, would love to be able to see more of these planted all over the nation. I honestly would. I, I would love to see this, in, you know, being as a catalyst to have, you know, even if other, even if you, you know, you franchise it kind of sort of in a way, mm-hmm. you know, either that or then it'll even, or somebody else from somewhere else be inspired to do, you know, something similar in their area, mm-hmm. you know, to, to bring up different, because it's just the mission in itself mm-hmm. is something that's needed everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's something that's needed everywhere. So I would, I would love to see that. I would absolutely mm-hmm. love to see that. We're, you know, we're starting, we're starting here, but we want to <laughs> dream big. You know, we want to mm-hmm. dream, dream big. Absolutely. Roberta. <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much for those uh, encouraging um, and words. Yes, absolutely. I mean <laughs> it. I really do. This is, this is something so beautiful. I love it. So can you, um, well, we actually, we've already talked about, you know, the importance of therapy and counseling, especially for Mm -hmm. new mothers. So we're going to move on to, Mm -hmm. oh, so let me ask you this. So are you currently seeking um, like volunteers, you know, to help with your mission? Um, If there are are students who need hours, uh, like community service hours or internship hours, we Mm -hmm. are open to um, accepting students, accepting interns. So students Mm -hmm. in in what area specifically? What areas specifically? I mean, it it can be social work, but it can also be business and management. There's, with starting an organization from the ground up, there's so many different things to be done that encompass Mm -hmm. a a lot of different fields. So. Absolutely. Could be a graduate student. It could be a college student, um, a research. Um, we have lots of research that we need to do, uh, phone calls, letter writing. So students are absolutely welcome. Awesome. And we're also, I would say, also looking for grant writers as well. <laughs> uh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Not you know, in the student category, the volunteer category, but, you know, for the, for those who do that. Yes. You know, that would, that would absolutely be, that would absolutely be beneficial. Yes. So what, let me ask you this. What do you say would kind of mostly be, that goes overlooked, like mostly overlooked when it comes to homelessness? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, I touched upon the transitional homeless person, right? Um, there's the episodic, uh, which is a little bit, more than the transitional. It usually can start at the transitional phase. And then there's the chronic homeless person where they're just living day to day on the street. And a lot of reasons could be um, substance abuse, mental illness, lack of uh, employment, lack of family structure, just a whole lot of lack. So we don't want, and there's a, you know, so much of that going on. And we don't want our mothers to get to that point. So we want to treat them at the onset when they become pregnant. They're homeless, they're 18. We want to service them. Um, the other thing about homelessness is that there's a there's hidden homelessness. These are people that the stats we don't even have stats on those people. This is true. Because they have had life situations that contribute to their homelessness, but they're sleeping on the couch, their family members, their friends. And so they may not have enough money to pay rent. And not just rent, but other household um, obligations. And so they become hidden and they're sort of like low-keyed homeless. Mm -hmm. And we don't want our mothers to be low-keyed homeless. We want to service them. We wanna know who they are and we wanna take them in so that we can provide them with the tools that they need in order to be successful. Wow. 
That's wow. See, I lo- I'm so glad we're doing this. That's something that we, I, that's also not thought about that those who just because you're not necessarily on the street per se doesn't mean that you're not in that category. Wow. Wow, mm-hmm. wow, wow. And some don't Absolutely. even, you know, it, and who does, of course, it's always going to, the numbers are already going to be lower because some don't want to, you know, they don't want to deem themselves as such. Absolutely. So they're not going to want to be counted. Oh my goodness. I never thought of that. Yeah. It's wow. very emotional. It's very, it could be very, very emotional uh, for someone who cannot pay rent. Yeah. Um, they don't make enough money um, to go out on their own. Right. And not just, not just rent, but the other obligation that comes with maintaining um, Life. Stuff, <laughs> an apartment, food, clothing, whatever it is, and then add children to that. Exactly. So there's a lot of, you know, just shame and guilt and pain that could go behind that. And so uh, those types of um, and, and you know what? I don't want to say those types because it can be anyone. Absolutely. Anyone that that fits into that category that doesn't have, and it could be situational that they don't have it at that particular moment, right. but that doesn't mean that they can't do it. Right. But it's just at the current time, they don't have the capability. Exactly. I mean, think about all the, the uh, catastrophic things that happen in America. People lose their homes. The they, you know, a lot of people become hidden homeless individuals because they're spending time with family members. They're spending time with friends. They're moving from place to place in order to have shelter. But they have the means. But at that that current time, they're not able to provide for themselves. They're not able to have a shelter or anything else that you know is that leads them to self-sufficiency especially with things having increased so much mm-hmm. you yeah. know now it's it's crazy but like, i want to understand <laughs> i don't understand how oh my goodness how <laughs> like rent has increased so much like mm-hmm. so much it's almost like you might as well just get a mortgage and yeah. then on top of that getting to, you know, getting into something is much more difficult than maintaining. Mm-hmm. Like there are, um, I've heard, um, and even said that it would be easier. It's, it's, if you can get into it, they can maintain it. Mm-hmm. But in order to get into it, you need, you know, your first month's rent and your last mm-hmm. month's rent and then secure the same amount for the security deposit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just don't have that lying around and are not able to save it, you know, because they're busy trying to maintain life right you know each day mm-hmm. so that's hidden homelessness i that is wow mm-hmm. wow that is something that a lot of people i'm sure i never even thought of that like that term mm-hmm. oh my goodness see this is we're getting educational <laughs> we are really getting education here and i have um there's a last question for you well it's just two more um so how can those who would like to keep up with your organization reach out to you? Uh, first of all, before we, we answer you answer that, I, I have to, I want to thank you both again for coming on and for, you know, bringing some light on this subject and for doing something about it. That's the important part. You're actually doing something about it. So again, Joanne, Dominique, thank you both for, um, you know, for putting to action what a lot of people may have said something about, you know, they, this is a problem. That's a problem. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, but what are we going to do about it? That's, and that's what you two are, you know, you're doing, you're putting action to it. And I, I applaud you both. And I thank you so much for this organization that is going to help so many. I believe that with all of my heart, I do that it's going to help so mm-hmm. many. So, um, again, like if they want to donate or if they want to reach out, or if they want to help or whatever, how is it that they can reach out to you? Well, um, they can message us on our Facebook page and then we'll get back to everyone, you know, personally and, um, and see where their interests lie. If they want to donate, if they want to volunteer, um, but definitely message us. Mm-hmm. That's and the, the name is scrolling on the bottom for their face <laughs> of the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, Roberta, I wanted yes. to say one more thing about homelessness is mm-hmm. that. 
you know, when people go to um, just a, a city shelter, there's a shelter for single men, one for single women, and one for families. So you could be a young uh, pregnant woman and you're put into the shelter for single women. And it could be many people in one in one space, but there's no differentiations between, say, someone who is severely mentally ill and the mm. pregnant woman. And if the person who's ill is having auditory hallucination or visual hallucinations, oh, wow. the pregnant woman might not necessarily be safe. <laughs> and, and so having a, a home specifically only for pregnant women is um that's going to be that's different from our regular city shelters wow wow and again that's something i didn't know and i wonder how many others didn't know or even consider that oh my goodness see i love it i absolutely love it there's <laughs> this is more all the more reason why the funding for this needs to come and why this needs to be you know put into um into practice and you know furthered Quickly, <laughs> quickly. So those who are looking to make donations or to, you know, to help funding or just put your hands wherever they possibly can, please reach out to them. Please yeah. reach out to them. Um, before we go, I want both of you again, thank you so much once again for being mm -hmm. a part of this show and shedding some light and doing something about this, um, this situation that we don't really take a whole, you know, don't really think about it and don't look at very much. So before we go, I would like for the both of you, starting with Dominique, to just give our audience some encouraging words because just something that, you know, starting from your heart. All right. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about empowerment and how important that is in our day-to-day -day life. For us to be able to be successful, we have to believe in ourselves. We have to take charge and really look within and to see the strengths that we possess. No, no matter what anyone says, we all have strengths. We're, we're imperfect, but that's part of being a human being. So I just wanna encourage everybody to empower themselves with their own strength, their own goodness, so that they can continue their day-to-day -day journey. And just to quote uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, I love this quote, no one can make you feel inferior unless you give them permission. Wow. I wish it were mine, but it's not. But I use it all the time in my life. And that has helped me a lot when people have tried to put me down or to tell me I couldn't do something. I just really reach within and pull out the goodness that I possess. And that is my empowerment. That is beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Joanne? Well, that's gonna be really tough to follow. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when you posed this the question, I immediately thought about what has been helpful to me really since college um that every time that i would get into a space where things looked hopeless where i would get you know i'd be contacted uh from you know my school saying if you don't pay tuition you are out of here next week <laughs> and it's like oh my gosh what's going to happen and anytime i had been in a situation like that i would think about you know, Philippians, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart. We have to stop here because you can see I'm getting emotional. No, I understand. I understand. Every single time, I kid you not, God came through. I had to just get out of my way, get out, you know, get out of my own way mm -hmm. and really trust and, and also be open to 
whatever help came my way. And mm. by getting out of my way, it could be, you know, pride, you know, if someone Absolutely. comes and says, hey, you know, you need help with this or can I help you with that? You know, we're very much, I, I think as, as black women, we're very much like, no, I can do it myself. I got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but to put that aside and be like, okay, so maybe this, this is God sending this help my way. Mm-hmm. And I look back on my life right now always always has come through when i have put my faith in god so just getting out of my own way Ooh, so that's making me emotional as myself <laughs> so that was beautiful beautiful again thank you both for joining us here and for those who are watching thank you all so much please i forgot to say you know the whole like and the share and subscribe if i've you know i know i say that often but this i really really if you don't ever you know watch another episode or share another episode or like another episode this one i really really need for you to share and as you can you know if you see if you've caught part of it once we're done go back and catch the replay and you'll definitely understand why um, reach out to them as well to Dominique and Joanne on their Facebook page so that you can do whatever it is that um, you can do. You know, my mom says this was very informative. It absolutely was. It absolutely was. So again, for all of you watching, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Speaking Plain English. Until next thank time. You. Thank you. Thank you, Roberta. Thank, thank you. you.